City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everyone, this is Russell Cox, editor of the Municipal Association of South Carolina's Uptown Publication. Today I am welcoming back to the podcast John Soselski. John is a loss control consultant with the Municipal Association's Risk Management Services. John, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Russell. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. We are going to be talking about a issue of, I would say, perennial importance for municipal government risk management, and that is maintaining sidewalks so as to manage the risk of slip and fall insurance claims. And I know I have been working with municipal government long enough that when I look at a sidewalk, I'm not just seeing that sidewalk. I'm seeing a space where there can be some little piece of concrete that sticks up that could possibly trip someone and hurt them unless it's kept maintained. I can also say that one of the reasons why we chose this topic to talk about, there is a South Carolina Municipal Insurance Trust and South Carolina Municipal Insurance and Risk Financing Fund training coming up. It's training for public works and utilities. It will happen on December 8th in Columbia. And sidewalk maintenance is one of the topics at that meeting. So to get us started, we need to define the terms we are talking about, specifically slip and fall claims. Can you tell us what are these kinds of insurance claims, how do they happen, and how much they can cost municipalities? Yes, Russell. Slips, trips, and falls are some of the costliest claims that we have for municipalities. The claims against the municipality can be anything from a fall in the park or on Main Street, and they can happen because of poor maintenance of a sidewalk, weather-related issues such as a drainage washout, or just a misstep by a citizen. Oftentimes, sidewalk-related issues are due to tree roots growing up underneath the sidewalk, causing the sidewalk to raise up and creating a tripping hazard. Mm-hmm. So somebody is coming down the sidewalk, they don't see it coming, and they, they trip over it, and they get hurt, and they file a claim, essentially. Correct. So, as as I understand, any number of maintenance issues can lead to a slip and fall situation, but the city is only going to have liability in certain instances. Would that be correct? Correct. Any city-owned sidewalk. Now, if they know about the hazard, they have to let the owner of the sidewalk know, and we'll talk about that here in, in, in a minute. But, yes, they do have liability within the city limits. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of walk us through the types of maintenance issues that can lead to the situation with the city having liability. Absolutely. 
Again, uneven sidewalks are created by one concrete slab being raised higher than the other. Tree roots or some other objects may push up one of the slabs, causing the walkway to be uneven. The city can purchase or rent a scarifier that can grind down the uneven surfaces of the concrete sidewalk to reduce the trip hazards. A scarifier is a machine that grinds down uneven concrete surfaces. If that is not an option, then you can cut co the concrete with a wet saw and remove the concrete pieces and the root structure below the sidewalk. You should always plant downward growth trees that SCDOT recommends to be planted around sidewalks and roadways. All mm -hmm. sidewalk maintenance should be completed in a safe manner, and the area should be barricaded with signage to prevent citizen exposure. If the sidewalk cannot be repaired immediately, barricades should be installed and to prevent access to the tripping hazard. If the city mm -hmm. has chosen to voluntarily repair or maintain the road or sidewalk, then they may have assumed liability. If a resident has reported a defect or condition in the sidewalk to the city, even if the city does not own or maintain the sidewalk, they may have a duty to inform the owner, which is either the state or county of the condition. Mm -hmm. Also, plan to put in sidewalk repairs into your budget, and for Smurf members, there's a grant that will reimburse 50% up to $4,000 of the cost to purchase or rent a scarifier, and that money is on a first-come, first-served basis until the grant money is exhausted. You know, you mentioned the issue with tree roots buckling um, sidewalks, and I have I've seen that many times, and that's one of the reasons why it's so incredibly important that the trees you choose in, like, a downtown district are places where they're going to be along a sidewalk. One of the reasons why it's so important that those trees be chosen carefully for that environment. And I've, I've even seen, like, rubberized sidewalks that kind of prevent the um, – both the buckling of the sidewalk and the girdling of the tree roots and all that. And we've, we've been talking a little about this already, but there are ways to manage sidewalks along and along uh, proactively to try to keep uh, sidewalk issues and trip and fall claims at a minimum. So can you talk about kind of that proactive side of it. Sure. Again, maintaining a safe walking surface within the city limits can be obtained by an inspection process that will determine a hazard to where the sidewalk needed to be repaired or replaced. Also, you can implement a notification process to where any municipal worker can identify and communicate the problem, problem area to the public works director to be immediately addressed. A picture in a specific location can be a great tool to prevent the hazard or claim. Also, another area of concern are water meter boxes and lids that are either damaged or not properly replaced on the water meter boxes. Risk Management Services South Carolina Municipal Insurance Risk and Financing Fund has paid numerous claims where a citizen had stepped on a damaged box lid and was injured. Whether it was on a city street, city sidewalk, or in a residence yard. Smurf suggests mm -hmm. cities have a form letter on file to report poor conditions to the owner of the property and document that any repairs to the property 
do not impose liability. The letter should include several pieces of information, including the following. A description of the defect or damage, such as a pothole, raised sidewalk, downed tree, overgrown tree, downside, or whatever the case may be. You would want to include street names, addresses, and information about the location of the problem area that needs attention from the property owner. A statement that describes the property owner's legal responsibility for the maintenance of the problem area and any activities necessary to ensure public safety. The form letter should state that the city's assistance was a one-time event. For example, the note should state, please note that after repairs are made, the city does not intend to continue maintenance on this segment of the property owner's roadway slash sidewalk. In this statement, it says the city accepts no liability for the items repaired. RMS Smurf did recently pay a $200,000 claim for an incident when a citizen was playing softball at one of the members' ball fields and a citizen tripped on a sprinkler head. You want to make sure that the sprinkler heads are not sticking up above ground level, which creates a tripping hazard. John, have you ever worked with any of the Smurf members on those kinds of form letters for sidewalk work? I have not actually worked with the members, but I have sent the SCDOT letter that we recommend to members so they can kind of get a ballpark of what we're looking for, what the statement should entail. So when they send that letter, it has all the, the nuts and bolts to it. Okay, so people could get in touch with you if they were interested Absolutely. in more information about that? Absolutely. Okay. Well, I mentioned at the top of the podcast, uh, Smith and Smurf has for its members the Public Works and Utilities Risk Management Training coming up on December 8th. So just a quick plug for that for anyone who wants to come to that training. Uh, the registration deadline is this December 1st, 2021. And you can find more information on the Municipal Association's website. We always give that web address www.masc.se, and you can look for the association training calendar under education and events. Um, anything, John, you would say about that training that's coming up? The one thing I would recommend is you do attend because there is a sidewalk. It, 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 we are focusing on sidewalks, slip trips, and fall hazards. But also, we have brought aboard the new public works model policies and there is some slip, trip, and fall um, documentation and written programs in the new model policies. So I would highly recommend that you take a look at that also. And, again, if you have mm -hmm. a question or a need, you can you can call me, you can email me at any time, in any place, and hopefully I will be able to help you out with what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that covers what we had to talk about. Um, any any final thoughts, uh, John, you would have on on this ongoing issue of sidewalk maintenance, slip, trip, and fall claims? I, I would just, one of the things I always tell people, if you see something, say something, whether it's on a, on a Friday night after you're leaving a, a restaurant, if you see a tripping hazard, 
bring it to somebody's attention as soon as possible. That way we could prevent a claim, but really we want to prevent an injury to one of our citizens. And that is our, our, our main duty, is to keep our citizens mm-hmm. safe. Yes, yes. Okay. John, uh, I certainly thank you for taking the time to talk to us about sidewalk maintenance. Thank you for joining us to address that. Well, all right. Well, thank you, Russell, for allowing me to record this podcast. And please, everyone, have a safe day. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.